Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Of course, the recaps are shot live, live for an audience in front of uh, at Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Be sure to follow us there. Hit that sub button on the YouTube and the notify bell to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. And of course, we're available wherever you can find us in the audio realm. Wherever you watch or listen to your podcast or whatever. Oh, boy. It's been a long day, and we got another long day ahead of us tomorrow. Larson, WrestleMania, right, day one's in the books. Yeah, it was it was something else. I had some highs. I had some lows. Yeah. Uh, I had some bizarre, bizarre decisions, seemingly. Uh, without a doubt, the highlight of the whole, uh, the whole thing was the main event, the Boneyard match between uh, Alan Jones, AJ Styles, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, uh, I, I was I was uh, pessimistic walking into this because uh, some of uh, WB's uh, cinematic efforts in the past haven't delivered the goods. Yeah, this delivered the goods. It was shot well. It had some gravitas. It had some drama. Sure, it had some cheese, but the cheese didn't over- overwhelm any other aspect of it. Um, all told, it was wildly entertaining. Focused on character. You had some fun spots. You had a lot of good trash talk. Uh, it was it was pretty darn fun. Yeah, I kind of wish they did the entirety of WrestleMania like this. I know it's prohibitive. I mean, basically, you're asking them to shoot an entire movie over like a five day span. Yeah, uh, with all those well, matches, yeah. it's like shooting the Irishman over the course of uh, of two days. Yeah, e- exactly. Yeah, uh, well, two of them actually, two Irishmen. That's true. Uh, Pete the Hamster's VA had a point here with a super chat earlier during our live stream. By the way, thanks for to everybody for joining us and supporting us during that. And thanks to Cal Jack for showing up as well. But uh, Pete, the hamster here said, uh, uh, he said, uh, Vince, I don't get the final deletion. Also Vince, let's have two final deletion matches, uh, main event WrestleMania. And in a way it's true. I thought the final deletion match uh, was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was filmed in a similar way, of course. Uh, there were the silly, the you know, the silly things that Matt Hardy would throw in, and maybe that's what Vince didn't really understand about it. Yeah, it could be. But this was definitely had echoes of that, and honestly, it just it just seemed like it, the the Boneyard match was like the season finale episode of like a really cool Undertaker TV show. 
Yeah, like if Undertaker was a bounty hunter and the the the, the person he's been trying to uh, find for the whole season was AJ Styles and he finally <laughs> found him. Right, exactly. Uh, it was rad. It was really cool. It was fitting of The Undertaker. It was one of these matches where the decades and decades of history, which, by the way, somebody pointed out that he has now main evented WrestleMania in four different decades. That's crazy. The the decades of story that we get from The Undertaker sort of culminated in this match, mm-hmm. and it was it was a thing of beauty. It was really great. It was fun. A lot of a lot of like I said, a lot of good crap talk. Some throwbacks to other moments. Yeah. Um, just all in all, just a lot of fun. Uh, on the opposite end of that spectrum, we weren't expecting much from uh, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman, and uh, it, it, it it even underwhelmed based on our our, our meager expectations. Um, a match with zero build, uh, and they have a massive title change in a match with zero build. They had two weeks to do something about this, to give us something, some sort of build. Well, we don't know how much they had. Hold on a second. We don't know how much they... Look, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. There's no build, and they had a massive title change. I, I agree totally. I think the match itself was exactly what I expected, because with Goldberg, you can't expect anything anything yeah. no I, I i i realize that uh that being said if you're gonna have a title change of that magnitude uh you got to have something leading up to it something yeah they just they gave us a match announcement that's it, it. yeah i know no motivation no reason for anything there there should have been no there should I, I i don't disagree at all i mean even if it was goldberg shows up and they're still if they still advertise it as goldberg versus roman reigns right they still advertise it that way Goldberg shows up and they say, hey, uh, they say Roman can't make it because, you know, of an illness or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he does like an open challenge and Braun comes out and then you do the title change that way. Yeah. But this sort of just announcement that the match is happening and then, you know, nothing. It's it's just the time. That being said. I understand the the title change. This title change made just as much sense as the Fiend taking it off Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg taking off the Fiend, which again which made none. no sense at all. None, because they were getting to this Roman thing. And I wonder if I wonder if the fact that and I sort of brought this up with the Becky versus Shayna thing because we were we were very curious about that as well. Yeah, here's my theory, and and I have a hard time believing that the WWE thinks out much of this stuff beyond Vince's weird whims. But I would understand if they want to keep their, they're heading into potentially a two to three month, maybe longer, maybe shorter hiatus. Yeah. Hiatus. They're not going to be able to produce TV. We know that mm-hmm. they're probably going to be running, running vintage mass matches in mm-hmm. the meantime, during this two to three month span, they might need full time baby faces. And I mean, Braun, Braun's a baby face, right? Braun's a baby face, right? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Full time baby faces to be the faces of the company during that period of time for media interviews. If they have, uh, you know, uh, uh, obligations that could help keep their image in the pop culture ether because they don't have TV then maybe that's why they wanted to do these switches. And because the circumstances are the way they are, this was kind of a throwaway WrestleMania. You just keep you keep Becky's title on her. You put the title on Braun, who you know has good, great, great chemistry in the past with Roman. 
Mm-hmm. And Braun is really good in the media. He's really he good is, in the media. He is good. He is good. Um, so I, I understand the idea behind it. The actual, the actual execution of doing it was terrible. Terrible. I mean, you could look at the inverse, too, is is if, well, we're going to be on hiatus for a, a, a potentially a substantial period of time. Um, and it, listen, it's not like I wanted Goldberg to have that belt. I didn't. I just want I just want it to feel satisfying, not only for myself as a viewer. I want it to be feel meaningful for Braun. I'm sure it does to an extent uh, because he has that title finally. But man, wouldn't it have felt e- even more important if it was if there was a build if he wasn't just you know like a, a, a literally a last minute replacement? You know, I, I just in terms of it to be a satisfying experience, I feel like just for all parties, it could, just either, either do the surprise, either do absolutely zero announcements, open challenge thing as you mentioned. Because then at least you get the shock factor. Mm-hmm. Or you had a couple weeks. We heard it was two SmackDowns. Uh, they had to do something with this to give us some explanation why Roman on TV why Roman was going to be in the match to build even the, the smallest semblance of build between Braun and Goldberg, and they didn't do any of it. Something like a video shot on an iPhone from somebody's something. house. Yeah, I know. Something. I know. Just even a little video. But uh, they're if they're going on an extended hiatus, potentially say three months. Uh, with that in mind, I'm, Becky makes sense. She is the, uh, I would I would think face of the company at this point. And if the idea is like we we need uh, uh, some media ambassadors out there to keep WWE in the in the public consciousness while we're on hiatus, and so they're gonna make some media appearances, that makes sense. I understand Braun is really good with the media. The flip side of that is you're not gonna be having shows for three months. Uh, so instead of uh, doing this hasty title change potentially with zero build in a garbage match. Uh, it hurts nobody to have like Braun's just lost a ton, whatever. Um, it hurt, doesn't really hurt anything to keep that belt on Goldberg because well, at least when yeah. he returns, he's still the name that people are like, Oh, Goldberg's still around. He can still pop a rating from time to time. You know, when they come back, when they want to bring fans back to the product, we could, we could, we could speculate all day long on this yeah. and, and I'll add one little more bit. Um, in terms of why Braun and, uh, you know, they, they could have just kept it on Goldberg. Generally speaking, money isn't an issue, but maybe Goldberg's own personal schedule is. Maybe the idea that Braun is a full-timer who is available, they're in, they're, they're, they're I, I think it's this, dude. They're heading into uncharted territory with this hiatus, with this possible yeah, hiatus. Potential, potential, yeah. Potential, yeah. So with Goldberg and... Look, I think that there will be an interesting story about this written someday by somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way Roman pulled out, the way they didn't announce it, the way they did announce this replacement without any build, there's got to be something going on there. Yeah, I don't know what. That's hard to especially speculate with, on. And especially with Triple H saying there's a unique and meaningful way they were going to do things. So it's, there's just a lot of weird, rushed, seemingly haphazard approach to everything involved in the universal title as it eventually happened to WrestleMania. I understand it's, it's, it's weird times. Uh, they're making a bunch of decisions on the fly. I get that. Um, it just, it, you know, it, 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 knowing that we knew two weeks ago yeah. that Roman was going to be in the match. I understand they shot some stuff yeah. uh, in advance. Like it was kind of a last minute thing on his part too. Um, time was tight, but just something. Yeah. Something. I don't, I don't disagree um, with a lot of what you're saying. I wonder if, if there is just a general idea of, Hey, we have to batten down the hatches. Um, Daniel Bryan's contract evidently is up close to close to now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you keep the title on Sammy because who knows if Daniel Bryan's going to be still around in three months. Um, mm-hmm. You keep the title on Braun because he's a full timer. We know he's going to be around in three months, and Goldberg might have a new schedule, and we're not, you know, we'll have to vacate the title or something weird like that. Yeah. So I kind of understand the philosophy of it. I agree, hundred percent. It's 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 downright bizarre that the the way this sequence of events happened. Triple H, you know, the the, the info leaks. Reigns does his Instagram live thing or his Instagram story thing. Triple H says uh, we have a unique thing coming up, uh, a unique way of writing it out. You need to pay attention to the story and, and keep an eye on that. Them yeah. advertising it until SmackDown last night where we didn't get that unique situation. The entire thing is a really weird situation. Yeah. But I understand why they'd want to put on Braun. I agree 100% though. It was, it was you know, I, I don't think, I think the match, I'll put it this way though, in terms of the build, we would have that same match is as good as you're going to get from Goldberg. The match oh, never, never would have changed. I, I, I understand that, but it, it's the outcome would have been uh, more sensical, more satisfying if there's there some groundwork, even just the, the, the you know, like the, the bare minimum. Agreed. Um, Absolutely um, agreed. Lay down. So when Braun wins, you'd be like, cool, yay for Braun, because that's how I want to respond, because I like Braun. Yeah, right. I've enjoyed his work. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like, yay, I'm happy for Braun. And that happens. I'm like, gosh. So this is how, you know, granted this unusual circumstances, Braun, this is going to be Braun's first title, world title win. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. It's weird. Pretty weird. It's weird. Uh, so uh, we'll get to the other uh, big beats as we uh, go through this recap. Uh, the kickoff show just added to uh, today the match uh, mm-hmm. that we had today, Drew, versus, uh, Drew Gulak versus Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we're going to get Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Correct. Um, Drew Gulak versus Cesaro. I was I was kind of surprised at this match. I thought that me too. You know, uh, it's going to take some time to think that the Artist Collective is booked as like a legitimate threat. But they did it last night on SmackDown. They did it uh, today with this Cesaro match, and mm-hmm. uh, and also yeah with the the Daniel Bryan match. Although yeah. Sammy, boy, he he really overdid it with trying to look like a bum. I mean, they essentially book him like he's never wrestled before. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Which we know is not the case. Uh, this match was fun, though. Uh, oh, yeah. They were pulling out all the stops. There's some great bits. Um, uh, you know, Drew Gulak, what's his philosophy? Uh, safe on the safe feet and, on the ground. Safe and safe sound, and sound. feet on the ground. Yeah, or that way. Uh, so early on, <laughs> he goes up to the top. And we're like, Drew, don't do that. And sure enough, he jumps off. Cesaro hits with the European uppercut. That gets him a two. Uh, throughout the match, Drew was attacking Cesaro's arm. He goes for a dragon sleeper. Cesaro versus that to a slam. Hits a, a, a boot. Goes for a neutralizer. Drew escapes. And then I was taking notes. I looked up and Cesaro's doing an airplane spin but with no arms. Yeah, there were some really cool, impressive feats here. And so he was spinning and just kind of flung him off using his shoulders and pinned him for the win. And I was like, whoa, really cool spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just not an unexpected uh, outcome, but I guess they're finally deciding. Okay, this we might have something here with this artist collective uh, gimmick. So let's see what we can do with it. Which is yeah. smart because the the amount of talent in that one faction is incredible. It's it's insane. I mean, they really should. I, I'm not a. They they never know how to name these things right. They're the, the names are so bad. Like mm-hmm. the the OC, I've gotten used to it, but it's a terrible name. It's awful. Uh, the artist collective, bad name. It's not great. No, they don't even have like a logo or a shirt or anything. God, no. You know? And if they did, it would probably be bad. <laughs> It'd probably be bad. The OCs is okay, but it's not exactly iconic, huh? No. Yeah. Very little in WB in terms of their design is iconic these days. I know. It's kind of sad. 
It is. Uh, after that, we had a, a Baron Corbin interview still on the kickoff show. Uh, he brought a harmonica with him <laughs> and performed his own song, an ode to Elias, if you will. Yes. Um, and then the, the main show kicked off. Pretty cool intro package. Uh, pirate theme still. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's a statement from Stephanie McMahon to kick off the show. Uh, essentially, in these uh, trying times, these unusual times, uh, when uh, people you know could use a distraction from all the madness that's going on, in the real world, we're here to provide some entertainment for you people uh, to take your minds off your troubles, essentially. <laughs> Fear and loathing here in the Twitch chat says uh, the Artist Collective shirt is going to have a uh, Sammy with a bum stick. <laughs> <laughs> bum stick. <laughs> That's good. Uh, then we then we toss to Gronk. He intros the show. He's got a pretty cool like Zubaz jacket. It's a cool jacket. With Gronk on it. He's got some really obnoxious sunglasses. Those, yeah, he looks great. It's pretty much the most Gronk outfit you could you could you could you would ever find. Yeah. He uh, he brings Mojo out, his best friend. They start doing their hype bros thing. Uh, uh, Gronk starts chopping him. He's like, "All right, let's get started with the show." And the first match was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross challenging Oscar and Kyrie Sane for the women's tag team championships. I'll never I'll never understand the idea. So like we always talk about the go home math, right? Because yeah. storytelling wise. It makes sense. It's the mm-hmm. person who's going to win gets mm-hmm. beat down, and then the mm-hmm. next time you see them, they come back from it, and it, it, it's a tried and true formula. It's like sixty-five percent of the time, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, dude. They had Alexa Bliss beat Oscar cleanly yeah, on like SmackDown, and then yeah. uh, they have uh, her and Nikki Cross get this pick up this win over the tag uh, titles. Yeah, I think this was probably the element. Now, Dave Meltzer mentioned this in the newsletter, how he said, you know. The idea isn't necessarily going to be because they they might be facing this hiatus. You want to generate a positive buzz, and so it's going to be a babyface heavy feel good feel good mania, yeah, a feel good mania, which it basically was like yeah for the most part. Well, for the day one, anyways. I mean, yeah, Elias won. Sammy retaining that Becky, yeah, Sammy, yeah, exactly. Everything else, babyfaces went Morrison. so uh so yeah, I was I was kind of surprised that they had, but this has been kind of a feud that's been not exactly hot, but it's been bubbling at least. I mean, it hasn't been exa- it hasn't exactly been hot and it's something that was kind of hot shot uh into, you know, uh, the possibility of it happening at Mania within the span of what, 3 weeks. Yeah, and I guess the original plan was to have uh Beth Phoenix and uh Natalia, right? Involved. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, they, I mean, one thing I'll say about this WrestleMania is, is everybody on the card, top to bottom, um, uh, put it all out there. Everybody's working their their asses off. The matches, tr- tr- the matches, by and large, were pretty damn good. Yeah, everybody was 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 really trying their damnedest to put on the best show possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so hats off to each and every one of these performers tonight, because uh, given the circumstances and the empty arena, everything that's going on in the outside world, um, it would be easy to to. To not be as is is involved or is 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 you know have it go off as well as what it did yeah and everybody delivered. Um, so early on, uh, Bliss hits the senton off the apron onto Oscar. This is a fun spot, and then Nikki follows with a fun splash off the apron to, Ky- to Kyrie, staying there in control for a while. And there's a pretty uh, stretch after Alexa gets tagged in. She clears house, and then Kyrie turns the tables on her. She's isolated for a good long stretch, mm-hmm. uh, and that is until uh, Oscar's in. She tries to get a hip attack on Alexa. Alexa gets her knees up. Uh, she gets a tag to Nikki. Kyrie's in as well. Nikki clears house. Nikki hits her finish on Asuka. 
uh, Kyrie's in to break that up with an insane elbow. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good move. Um, yeah, it was a good spot. Oscar's going for an Oscar lock, trying to lock it in on Nikki. Uh, Bliss breaks that all up with a twisted Bliss. Uh, and then Kyrie spears Bliss right after that. And then uh, Oscar and Kyrie hit like a doomsday uh, device forearm. That was pretty cool. That Nikki was kicks good, out yeah. of that. Uh, then the finish saw, uh, I believe Oscar was sent into the ring post. Nikki hits her finish on Kyrie. Alexa falls with twisted Bliss. Uh, they win new women's tag team champions. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And they've been A, man, for a a pair that we thought were going to be kind of a one and done, like Alexa would turn on Nikki like immediately. They've been, uh, uh, wasn't it just, it's been like eight months or so. Maybe more than that since they since they joined forces. It's been a little while, yeah. What did Alexa do with Mania, Mania last, last year? year? What's that? It was shortly after Mania last year, right? Is that what it was? I think so. I was going to see what uh, both of them were doing at Mania last year. Alexa was wasn't Alexa injured for like a spell? Mm-hmm. What was this? Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see here. WrestleMania 35. Let's see what's going on. Results. Let's see here. Uh... The iconics, but I don't see her there. Don't know what she did. Didn't look like she was on the card. Hmm. Unless there was a battle. Oh, was there a battle royal? Yeah, there was a women's battle royal. Ah, okay. Carmella won that. Uh, After that match, we had a Sami Zayn interview. Um, He was talking about how he thought everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion. Oh, Alexa was the host last year. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, chat. Thank you. Uh, Sammy says everyone thought it was a foregone conclusion that Braun to win Elimination Chamber, but here Sammy is standing with IC title. 
And now he thinks uh, everyone thinks Daniel Bryan's going to get his hands on Sammy. But it's not inevitable because they have a plan. Yeah. He said, what is inevitable is that Sammy is leaving WrestleMania as your Intercontinental Champion. And uh, he was correct. It was inevitable. Yeah. That's what was, that was, that, that's kind of felt like that interview was like, oh, so he's totally not. But then he did. And then he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of like on SmackDown when uh, uh, Miz and Morrison are like, oh, here's our plan to win. Uh, New Day Usos, you say you're friendly. But when you get in the ring, you just want to fight each other. And we're going to take advantage of that. Yeah. That's not exactly how it played out in the ladder match. But uh, the, the, uh, or Morrison ended up winning anyway. So <laughs> might as well. Uh, we get a quick shot of Shayna warming up backstage for her match, which would, hap- which would happen later. But before that, uh, we had King Corbin versus Elias. Baron's out first. He's dropping a promo. He throws the bit where he chucks uh, or hits Elias off the uh, the perch. Um, he says that felt good, but winning tonight is going to feel better because he says Elias isn't even there, so he should have to forfeit. Mm-hmm. And Steve, was Elias uh, there? I can confirm right now that he was because I heard the guitar chord, and then he comes. Minor, out. yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, Elias was there. I'll be honest with you, man. I really enjoyed this match. I thought these guys. You know, you mentioned it like just moments ago, but I'll reiterate. The people that had these empty arena matches, they really gave it their everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that they had more time to, to tape these and there was some editing going on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, they gave it they gave it a lot, dude. They really did. Mm-hmm. Truth. Truth. No, everybody was really uh, giving it their all. Yeah. Um, so uh, Elias comes out to the ramp. Uh, he avoids the shot from Baron. He hits Baron, smashes the guitar over his back, uh, and he's beating up all, beating them all over ringside. Uh, they get back on the ring. And Elias is like, start the match, start the match. And the ref's like, well, you just beat the hell out of Baron Corbin. We're going to wait till he's ready. Right. So the ref keep on asking Baron, are you ready? Uh, do you want me to ring the bell? And Baron eventually says, yes. Elias is on the tack immediately until uh, Baron uh, backdrops him out, uh, posts him, gets a one. Baron's in control for a while. And then Baron, he can't keep his mouth shut. He starts talking trash to commentary, saying, I hope you say, you're saying nice things about me. Mm-hmm. This allows Elias an opportunity for a comeback. But then Baron posts him again. Toss mm-hmm. him right to the ring post. He tries for a third ring, pot, uh, ring post shot. Elias reverses it. He posts Baron. Elias has the upper hand for a while. He hits a crossroads. Baron kicks out. Uh, Elias goes up top for the elbow. Baron avoids that. He hits a deep six. That earns him a two count. So then Elias responds uh, shortly thereafter with a jumping knee. That gets him a two. Goes for another elbow. Baron rolls out of the ring. Uh, they're back in the ring. Baron goes for a roll-up with his feet on the rope. He gets caught by the ref, and while he's arguing with the ref, Elias rolls him up. Big old roll-up for the win there for Elias. Yep. Yep. You can always get Baron with the roll-up. Yep. Yep. Big win win for Elias there. Yeah, huge, huge. Next, uh, Raw Women's title match, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, This match had intensity. It felt stiff. Um, As soon as the bell rang, Hockey fight broke out. Mm-hmm. They're just throwing shots at each other. It was fun. Shayna tries for a clutch. Becky escapes that. Uh, she rolls out of the ring. Bunch of brawling ringside. Uh, Shayna gets her in like power bomb position to do the swing thing into the announce table. Becky reverses that into Arana. Tosses Shayna to the ring steps. Becky's in control for a while. She kicks Shayna. Shayna catches it. Uh, she kicks Becky in the arm. Uh, tries for that double underhook dominator thing. Becky escapes that. Tries for a disarmer. Shayna escapes that. She drops Becky, hits the butterfly double underhook thing. That gets her a two count. Uh, again, stiff shots for Brawl on the apron. Uh, Shayna's just laying some stiff shots there. Uh, Becky responds with an Uranagi on the apron, pushes her back in the ring, gets a two count. 
Becky goes up top. Shayna kicks her, tosses her off. Shayna tries for an arm bar. Becky rolls her up. Shayna kicks out and then right into a disarmor of her own. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That was cool. Becky escapes that. Shayna hits her with a knee. Two count. Um, Shayna goes for a clutch on the ropes. Like they're on the ropes. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, Becky escapes that. She gets a disarmor for a bit. But then Shayna eventually reverses that into a a clutch. Um, They're back ringside. Shayna swings Becky into the announce table twice. Uh, They're back in the ring. Shayna's looking to get the clutch back on. She locks it in. And right as she locks it in, hits the mat, Becky rolls over. Allah, who did that to Shayna in NXT? Um, was it Kyrie that did that for a win? If it was for a yeah. win, it would have been Kyrie because, like, that's the yeah, only person Kyrie. Ever I think that's her, how yeah. Kyrie beat her, but like Samoa Joe, that's happened to him several times. Yeah, I think AJ beat him that way. Yeah, uh, Bret Hart beat Stone Cold this way. Yes, uh, Survivor Series 96, countless times. Rolls <laughs> up for the win. It's happened a lot. Um, so. Uh, disappointing outcome for Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah, and again, I mean, look, maybe they circumstances can... had been different if 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 you know they weren't forced to do the 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 empty arena shows. If we'd have to deal with this virus stuff going on, uh, maybe the outcome of this match might have been different. I don't know. I think the fact that you know we we talked about this a bit already, but I think the fact that they can't continue this where Becky can, you know, come back and try to get her revenge. Is probably the reason why they did it because it just leaves everybody with a you know you know, I mean I know people are used to the Infinity War being take it taking a year to get to Endgame, but this yeah. is wrestling; it's different. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of think that, and also if you notice, once the once the tide, how do I put this? Once there were rumblings of like stay at home orders and things might have to get shut down. That's right when they stopped doing the Becky Balboa Rocky Three stuff. Like if you remember that one week where she had the ridiculous outfit on and it she was sitting Lawler's like, crown on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. After that was when this stuff started kind of percolating and they stopped with that with her. And I wonder mm-hmm. if at that point it was like, okay, if we're gonna have to stop at some point, do we really want to execute this story now? Um I can understand I, that point of view. And I guess the way Shayna lost, they went to do a thing where she comes back and then just it, it takes her the level of violence she inflicts up a whole nother level. Because she didn't get tapped out. This was a roll up. It was a desperation roll up and she got caught. Yeah. And yeah. and hey, you know what? Shayna lost. Didn't she Shayna lose the first Mae Young Classic final? Yeah. To Kyrie, right? Yeah. And look what happened after that. She came back strong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that there is, I think that she'll be fine because, you know, enough time will have passed. They'll be able to sort of reset the button on this thing. And, uh, and maybe Becky will continue saying, you know, her arrogance will grow even further. Yeah. Once we're back in front of crowds. Yeah. I'd be interested to see, say if it's SummerSlam where they kind of, uh, restart everything. Um, uh, you know, so when they'll have be back in front of crowds and whatnot. Mm-hmm, yeah. how, many, how many matches from the show they'll uh, they'll revisit? Yeah, I would I would imagine a, a few at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had man. I don't know. I mean, taking the boneyard match away because that was like a short film. Yeah, man. In terms of actual matches that I enjoyed the most for the night, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, you know, also taking away my reaction to the Braun Strowman match because you and Cal had a massive amount of confidence points on and I didn't. Yeah. Um and I and I I you know called that one correctly. 
Boy, that was a great moment. Uh, this was probably my favorite Sucked. actual wrestling match. This is my oh, favorite was a, wrestling match. This was match. a blast because Daniel Bryan was laying some stiff shots on old Sami Zayn. This felt like a Ring of Honor match. You could tell. That's totally true. You could tell that Daniel Bryan, and I, you know, because his wife has been, Bree, has talked about how she's worried about him. He has an audio, autoimmune uh, deficiency or disorder or whatever. And uh, so it's not exactly the safest thing for him to be you know, wrestling mm-hmm. right now. But it's obvious that if his contract is up, he's getting the most out of it. Yep. And I think this is, you know, if they said, hey, you know, we, we'll understand if you, which I don't think WWE would. But if they said, hey, we understand if you don't want to do this, I doubt that he'd say, okay, I'll go home. Yep. I mean, he seems like he's having a blast working with Drew Gulak, working mm-hmm. with uh, Shame, uh, I'm sorry, Cesaro, Nakamura, and, and especially uh, Sami Zayn. He really does. Mm-hmm. This match was a blast. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So uh, early on, uh, Daniel Bryan's chasing after Sami Zayn. Uh, ringside, artist collective would always step in front of Daniel Bryan to keep him from getting to Sami Zayn. Uh, this happens two or three times. Eventually, Drew Gulak takes out Cesaro Nakamura with the clothesline off the apron then tosses them over the barricade, so they're gone for a while. And so Sami's ringside, and he's like, what am I going to do? I can't do anything. And so Daniel Bryan tells the ref, just let him go. Mm-hmm. He tells him to, to Drew, just let him go. Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn's like, oh, You've come to your senses, Daniel Bryan. So he starts to walk up the ramp. Daniel Bryan sprints out of the ring, <laughs> tackles Sammy on the ramp, uh, tosses the back of the ring, and just tees off on him. <laughs> it's like he's going a whole other level. Uh, he hits this massive suicide dive, which he almost did it directly into the barricade. Um, it, he had so much momentum behind it. He goes up top, missile drop kick. It's like he and saw Darby he, Allen and was like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And then he starts slapping the shit out of Sammy, Sammy Zane's face. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was just the part where he had Sammy on the ground and he like locked up his arms and started like dropping forearms. No, that was later. I think <laughs> this is when they were in the corner. He just started slapping him, hit some <laughs> corner kicks. That was uh, Sammy mounts a bit of a comeback after hitting a back elbow, but then Daniel he starts chopping Daniel Bryan. He no sells that. He no sells him. He he has a look of like minor annoyance on his face. Yeah, um, and then he drops Sammy with the clothesline, hits some yes kicks. Some Danielson stomps. And it's right around then that uh, Nakamura and Cesaro, they return to the ringside area. They take out Drew. Uh, and then uh, Daniel Bryan jumps off the top rope. Uh, Sammy hits him with a haluva kick midair, covers him for the win. Yeah, dude. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the, the the outcome for me, it was a bit – It was. I mean, I understand the contract stuff, and that's probably why, or you know, maybe they just want to – there was also the element of – they just started booking the artist collective like a strong group. So mm-hmm. that was also my reservation about going with Daniel Bryan on this. You pick Sammy Zane. You got it right. Um, One of the few I got right. So uh, <laughs> awesome that at least. Well, I know, you know what, man, if I lose this to you or Cal tomorrow, I'm totally fine because I got that Braun one, right? <laughs> that was, that was my WrestleMania <laughs> moment right there, man. Oh my God. That was so good. That was pretty good. Uh, one one cool thing about the show is uh, a lot of time you hear the wrestlers talking trash to each other in the ring and in, in, in the heat of action, and you'll get bits and pieces of it. You could pretty much hear everything. Yeah, it everything. was everything. Yeah, there was one particular moment. It was um, uh, was her name Jesse? Yeah, Jess. Oh, Jessica Carr. Jessica Carr. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was yelling at. Oh, man, I don't know if it was Sammy or Baron. I forget who it was, but she was laying into him saying, you need to not worry about me and worry about the fact that you just got a two count and put a two count in front of him. 
It was great. It was awesome. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, next ladder match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles: Kofi Kingston versus Jimmy Uso versus John Morrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great sequence to open up where they were kind of all doing flips on each other and stuff, and no one was landing it. That was pretty cool. Um, and then it kind of settled into traditional ladder match thereafter. Uh, the finish was interesting. I don't know if I'd actually ever seen anything quite like this. Um, there were some fun spots, but I can't really. Yeah, there was that the... bit where Jimmy came flying off to the ground. Oh, uh, the edited. Yeah, that was edited. Apparently, they had look. I'm not gonna blame him for that. But it does. If you're the thing is, if you're gonna edit it, you can't edit it in a way where we don't see the impact. Yeah, exactly. And also, we just saw Montez take not exactly the same spot, but a a, a spot on the floor. Yeah, and we saw that. <laughs> yeah, that was shot in advance. So yeah. <laughs> I, I know that didn't go as intended, but we just saw some dude get flung over the top rope and land on nothing but Matt ringside. Mm. So uh, that was my expectation when you see Jimmy get pushed off the ladder by John Morrison. They do, do a cut, and you don't see him land. Mm-hmm, yeah. You need to see that landing. Uh, there's a cool spot, too, where Kofi hits this uh, double stomp off the ladder. That was neat. So the finish saw uh, Morrison's climbing the ladder. Uh, Kofi comes up on the opposite side. There's this cool bit where Kofi is jockeying position with Morrison, I believe. He gets knocked off, and he starts climbing up the underside of the ladder, mm-hmm, yeah. the inside part of the ladder, Yeah, and knocks Morrison off, eventually comes around and is reaching for the belts. So Morrison's up there. Uh, Kofi's up there. Jimmy Uso, so this is after he got knocked over onto the floor. He's in the ring with a different ladder. All three of them are jockeying for position, and they all three of them grab the the thing the belts are on. Yeah. And they unclip it. So they're kind of doing like a three-way tug-of-war with the belts. Uh, so the ladder that Morrison and Kofi are on has another ladder bridged across it from a rung of the ladder to, I think, the second rope. And so they're jockeying for position, and then I guess Morrison grabs the two belts, and as he's getting knocked off the ladder, pulls the belts off. And I think he got put through that ladder that was bridged across or at least hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so Morrison hits the hits, uh, wins the the match, gets both the belts and you have Kofi and and, uh, Jimmy Uso holding that, the uh, (laughs) whole lot of nothing. Yeah. It's just the the, the belt clip. Yeah. The clip. Yeah. Looking at each other. Like, which it it kind of went down. It was your fault. It kind of went down how the Miz said. Yeah, exactly. They were just as busy fighting over each other as making sure making sure that he, you know, that Morrison wasn't going to win. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. Another instance where where everyone is was out there busting their ass trying to put on the best show possible. Um, probably something that was put together extremely late in the proceedings too. Uh, Valak Music here in the Twitch chats asked, uh, "Did they kayfabe but not be in a tag match?" They did on Twitter earlier. They said that due to the melee during the melee yesterday on SmackDown. The Miz was injured, and uh, so Morrison would be defending the tag titles in a triple threat ladder match. In a singles match, yes. In a singles match, yeah, exactly. So, kind of lame. Uh, I like this next match, Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. This was fun. This was yeah. really good. This was good Seth's stuff. Seth's gear was amazing. <laughs> that was great, man. He looked like a member of the clergy. It's a bummer, like though. He's a, done this like before where he has, like, or something. he has, like, super special gear, and then he, like, doesn't use it again. Remember his uh, was it SummerSlam 2015? 15? Mm-hmm. That gear, his mask mm-hmm. against Cena? That was amazing. Oh, God, it was beautiful. I think we saw it one other time. That was it. His mask yeah. against Sting, I think he wore that gear. Yeah. Uh, so early on, uh, Seth backdrops their brawl on the apron. Seth backdrops Owens onto it, follows that with a falcon arrow on the apron. That was great. Uh, so Owens is down to the, the, the floor. Seth falls with a suicide dive and slams him into the barricade again. And he's just 
trash talking to Owens a ton, a ton. He's like, I can do anything I want, Kevin. Apparently, I didn't actually hear this myself, but apparently at one point he called him a fat piece of shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> That's great. Uh, back in the ring, Seth goes for a stomp, misses, tries again, misses. Uh, Owens responds with a DDT, falls a super kick, cannonball in the corner, a swanton off the to- top, gets a two. Uh, there's this great sequence where uh, Owens is going for a stunner. Seth evades that. There's some back and forth. Seth ends up beating a huge clothesline. Uh, then Seth hits a buckle bomb, gets falls with two super kicks. Owens responds to that with a pop-up power bomb that earns him a two count. Uh, and then they're down brawling ringside over by the timekeeper area. Seth grabs the ring bell, clocks Owens with it. And the rest like, all right, you hit him with the bell, DQ. Kevin Owens wins. Yeah. And Seth totally content to get that DQ win. It's like, cool. Uh, starts making his way up the ramp. Owens gets the mic, gets the ring, and says, Seth, you call yourself the Messiah. You call yourself a god. When you wrestle like that, you're nothing but a little bitch. Yeah. And he says, how about this? Uh, let's restart this match. Uh, no DQ. Uh, no holes barred. Get down here. Mm-hmm. Seth's like, all right, fine. Uh, ref calls for the bell. Match begins. Uh, Seth immediately just tosses Owens back out to the ringside area, tosses him to the timekeeper's area, hits him with the ring steps, hits him over the back with the chair a couple times. Seth clears off the announce table. That allows Owens to get the ring bell. He hits Seth with it twice. The second one lays Seth out in the announce table. So Owen just kind of disappears behind uh, some crap. Yeah. And early in the show, you see there's this giant WrestleMania sign behind commentary. It takes up the whole side of the performance center. Yeah, it's huge. It's probably the, it's probably the one they have hanging uh, from the ceiling on Raws and SmackDowns that the people that everybody points to, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's massive. So he disappears. We see Kevin Owens. He's climbing up to the top of that. And he says something to Seth like, oh, how about I have my WrestleMania, WrestleMania moment now, huh, Seth? And he drops an elbow off that onto Seth. Man, Amazing. it was from way up there. It was crazy. Yeah, it was great. So he tosses Seth back in the ring, hits a stunner. Seth just falls like a sack of bricks. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, uh, it was great because he didn't do like the jump up stunner thing. No. He just he just collapsed. He just collapsed. It was awesome. Uh, Owens covers him, gets the win. Yeah, I thought that was that was a solid match, and uh, and yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Kevin Owens will now have plenty more WrestleMania moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a pretty cheesy R-Truth 24-7 segment where he goes up on the perch with Gronk and Mojo, and he's just sort of talking crap to them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Gronk ends up, like, uh, punching him and then going for the cover, but then uh, at two, Mojo pulls him off, and he covers Truth. He gets a 24-7 title. Something tells me we're going to see the reverse happen tomorrow. Yep. Although they yeah. might, they might, they might give the title to Gronk and then give it to, to Truth. I think Gronk's going to get his comeuppance to Mojo. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next, we had a Paul Heyman interview hyping uh, Lesnar's match against Drew McIntyre tomorrow. Uh, good, but you're pretty basic Paul Heyman stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, next, we had uh, two minutes and about 15 seconds of Braun Strowman versus Bill Goldberg. Yeah. How many spears uh, and how many power slams? So we had so Goldberg almost immediately escaped power slam. He hits three spears on Braun. Braun kicks out, and I think uh, Goldberg hit one more spear. Tries he gets him in jackhammer position. Braun gets out of that and hits four consecutive power slams to get the win. There might have been two other offensive maneuvers besides the ones I described. No, I think that was it. 
No, Bill, Goldberg got a couple of got some shots in on on a uh, uh, on a uh, uh, Braun before he hit the first spear. Did he get like what like a kick or something or like some punches something. or something? No, 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 it wasn't very much. Oh man, yeah, that was uh that was it was it was pretty silly. It was pretty it was pretty lame, especially like even the spears was like crap too. Like this, the, like the third spear, just look. It was he did it from like it was like five feet away, so he sort of I just know. sort of you know speed walked into him. Yeah, it was like a, a, a pace and a half away from him. Oh, D minor says he gave him a kick to the gut. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't much offense otherwise. That's hilarious. And then, uh, so Braun wins his first world championship uh, in a two minute, 15 second match. That wasn't a squash match. His career is so weird. It's very strange. Braun's career is like one of the weirdest ever. Is there anybody that epitomizes the, the current state of WB more than Braun Strowman? Constant fits and starts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pushes and then getting de pushed. Uh, being a celebrity guy, then you know, like a year later, being a uh, 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 two years later. Sorry, no, a year later. It was last year he was in the the Andre Battle Royale with the SNL guys. Mm-hmm. It was last year, yeah, yeah. So a year later, being the world champion. Yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah. It was weird. But he's weird. always been the perpetual Plan B. Yeah, and they finally went through on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think. I thought at this point it, that would never happen. Yeah. But I'm happy proven wrong. I'm happy for him. Happy he got that belt. But well, remember he works really, really hard. Yeah, he came no, to he, Florida with $150 in a Kia Soul. In a Kia Soul, nothing else. <laughs> nothing, nothing. No pants. No pants. No, no pants. Uh, finally, the main event: Boneyard match between AJ Styles and the Undertaker. I marked out so many times during this match. I marked fun. out from the jump. They uh, a hearse rolls up to the Boneyard. Yeah. And uh, a couple of druids uh, pull the casket out from the hearse. Yeah. And it opens up. And it's AJ, Sm- AJ Styles, <laughs> who looks like AJ Smiles. Big old s- smile on his face. Yeah, he's super happy. And then it's, Car- it's Anderson and Gallows who are the druids. Yeah. And then in the distance, you hear the faint sounds of Metallica playing. Oh, man. And you see the chopper. Oh, and you know man. Big Evil is back. <laughs> so was this Big Evil or was this American? So American Badass had long hair and the denim trench coat. Was there really anything no, else? No, no, American Badass had the short hair. That's when he cut his hair. Is when he when he left and he came back as American Badass. He had the short hair then. When he came back as American Badass, didn't at some point yeah. he had like long red hair? That was later on. But I'm pretty sure when he left and came back is when he cut his hair off. Hold on a second. Badass debut. Okay, so what? So how do we know the difference between Big Evil? By the and, theme, huh? Because American Badass had the Kid Rock song, but then later the Limp Biscuit. Yeah. But then Big Evil had the Metallica theme, right? Uh, I guess so. So okay, so your mom ate my acid. Says, yeah, he had long hair when he came back. Oh, okay. And then Diehard Homer that? said that long hair first, then short hair. American oh, Badass okay. had, yeah, and then Big Evil had the short hair. So, oh, okay. This does seem more like Big Evil. I think you're right because yeah. Big Evil also had Metallica. Yeah, I believe so. But Big Evil was a bad guy. Kind of. I think towards <laughs> the end of it, he it, it was more tweener territory, wasn't it? Is there really? Okay, so here's the thing, though. The only real difference, it's the same person. It's just he, he went heel. Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that the difference? This is the difference, right? That's the only difference, yeah. Okay, he went, all right. He went heel and apparently cut his hair. <laughs> all right. So the fight breaks out. Uh, they're trading blows. Uh Taker then tosses AJ into the coffin, not the inside of it, into the door of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ takes some a couple bumps there. Uh, he tries to hit AJ, uh, punches. So AJ is propped against the side of the hearse. 
uh, Taker tries to punch him. Said he punches through one of the windows instead. Pulls out a, his arm. It's all blood, bloodied. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of the Goldberg limo thing. And I'm sure uh, completely unintentional. <laughs> right. So they eventually start brawling on top of the hearse. We get some ground and pound from the Undertaker. They eventually fight off. AJ selling the effects of that uh, uh, top of the hearse brawl. Throws some dirt in Taker's face. Low blows him. Uh, he tries to punch Undertaker into the 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 grave, the hole in the ground. Uh, instead, Taker drops him with a stiff right, uh, uh, clocks him. He's in. The, uh, AJ falls into the, the the grave, and the OC come up and say, "Hey, dead man." And so there's some sort of structure, almost like a barn or something, that's uh, a part of this uh, plot of land. Yeah, pretty sure it was a it was a barn. Yeah, in the barn, and so like the 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 walls of this barn lift up. And out walk a bunch of druids. There's like think, eight of them. Yeah, druids. This is this is like Taker's backup here. He said the Holy Trinity, but he meant eight. Um, <laughs> but they're all circling Undertaker, and Undertaker's like, "All right, I gotta apparently fight the druids, and that's what he does. And he just yeah. lays them all out." So AJ brought the druids. Yeah. Uh, so the OC they take that opportunity. They start beating on Undertaker, beating him with a stick. Taker turns the tables. He gets the stick from him, beats them with the stick, mm-hmm. and then uh, AJ takes a literal tombstone and breaks it over the Undertaker. Yeah, that was rad. So Future Fortune 02 here says, were the Druids leftover NXT guys? I get a feeling we might have had some NXT Prime guys. Matt Riddle might have been a Druid, man. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so then certainly, AJ... certainly Cesar Bononi and Arturo Huas. Yeah. yeah. Kona Reeves. <laughs> um, AJ tackles Undertaker through the wall of his barn, starts beating him up. Uh, starts trash talking Taker. Taker gives him the finger. Yeah, um, that was rad. That was cool. There's uh, inside the stuff inside the barn where AJ was talking trash was really good. Apparently there was. Talk. Apparently at some point also, uh, uh, this has been going around Twitter. I haven't seen the clip myself, but uh, Taker drops an f bomb as well. Yeah, I had read that too. Um, so they're back outside. Uh, AJ has a shovel. He breaks the red Taker's back. Sends him into the hole in the ground. Uh, he gets in the tractor. He's setting up to pour the dirt on. Uh, Taker teleports behind him. Heavenly light. Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. Uh, Throw some hands. AJ flees up to the top of that barn. And uh, Undertaker installs some pyro up there. So there's flames shooting up in the air up there. Um, Drops him with the boot. Somehow Gallows and Anderson get up there super quick. Gallows (laughs) gets tossed off just as fast as he got up there, apparently. He's thrown (laughs) off by Undertaker. Carl Anderson eats a tombstone. (laughs) And so uh, he's Taker's crap talking to AJ and then choke slams him off the roof. What's my wife's name? Hey. That's when he's on the ground. He's like, What's my wife's name? But the entire How time. Old am I again? The entire time he's saying, So I'm an old man, huh? So yeah. what, what'd you think now, AJ? What'd you think now, Alan? Come on, come on. You're a tough guy. Come on. What am so I, an old picks, man? He picks him up over his shoulder and carries him to the, the grave site. Yeah. And then puts him down. And like he's like, Oh, dog. AJ. AJ, you gave you gave me a good fight, because AJ's like, "Don't bury me," and he's and Taker's like, "Come on, take it like a man." Come on, you put up a good fight. You no, put the best fight. Best. Yeah. you put up the best fight. And I, then not he, a lot so of people he, can bring it like you, Alan. And then and then AJ's standing up, and Taker like hugs him. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. No, it's all he's good, like, man. Come on. That is all good. It's all good. It's, it's all fine. good. It's like he's he's like consoling him. Good fight, AJ. Good fight. This was he, this was really dramatic stuff. It was pretty well done. This could have been, this so could have been very one note, mm-hmm. but my God, this was not, this was anything I, but. This was, I Undertaker especially... was legitimately scary in this. 
but also it was also a situation where I mean, they could have done just uh, uh, either monotone Undertaker. Just yeah. the, the nature of the way he was talking crap to AJ, it wasn't, here, I'm supernatural being. No. This is, you hurt me as a man, AJ yeah. Styles. Yeah. And here I beat you to the point where you're crying to me, begging for mercy. And first of all, I'd be like, oh, you, now you want mercy? Take it like a man, AJ. And then he compliments them. It's like, you gave me a hell of a fight. You, yeah. You give me more of a fight than anybody else has. In that, at the in end, that intonation, too. You gave me a hell of a fight. Yeah. A, a and lot at the better very fight end, than a lot of people have. I fought John, Giant Gonzalez once at WrestleMania 9, son. He was I still crap. don't know if he was wearing a nude suit or if he was actually naked. I didn't um, know. Um, and then he hugs him and says, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be fine, buddy. Yeah. And then turns around and gives a huge boot into the <laughs> hole. Yeah. Gets on the tractor. <laughs> And dumps it. dirt on him, gong, <laughs> and then match see, over. And then you see AJ's hand like coming out of the dirt, you know, just yeah, stuck with the glove there, on, right? yeah, yeah. And then there's a a, a a headstone there, a tombstone there with some with some uh, stuff on it. So Undertaker moves like the the branches and stuff off, and has AJ's name with his 1977 to 2020. Hops back on his chopper. It's about, about to ride out of the, the, the boneyard. Sure enough, he has a pyro show waiting for us. Fire. Lasers, there was like Undertaker a laser, symbol. dude. There was an Undertaker logo laser on the shot side of the, the barn. barn. Yeah, it was something else, man. It your, was mom, your mom ate my acid said, uh, Mark Calloway is 1-0 at WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess so. What's, what's her name? What's my wife's name? Oh, oh, man, I'm good. not going to bury you. It's all good. You put up a good fight, man. Boot. That whole last part was so good. Oh, it really was. I got to watch it again. It was good. Let's do some questions, yeah? Uh, yeah, uh, let's do some questions. Uh, Dave, oh, here, Trilly says, David Bixen's band is saying Undertaker dropped an uh, F-bomb in the match, but I never heard it. I didn't hear it either. I think it was either when they were up on the roof or when he, after he chokeslammed them off the, mm. off the, off the barn. Uh, uh, so I, said, I, I, somebody said that it had to do with... Uh, when he was fighting the Druids. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that. Uh, Jonathan, Carol F. and Baskins killed AJ Styles. I haven't watched Tiger King yet. It's Tiger yeah. King, right? Yeah, yeah. You just got to watch that. My wife, because my wife, uh, Lacey, uh, she uh, she uh, heard the podcast version of it. Mm-hmm. So she already knew about all the stories and stuff. Interesting. Uh, the Captain Sin, Stephanie McMahon, just tweeted about the Boneyard match and said, I can't wait for part two. That's the thing about this match. Is if Taker just has stuff like, does stuff like that, he could essentially wrestle forever. For a long time. For a very long time. I wonder, dude, I honestly wonder. So it seems obvious, and this is probably going to come out, that Jeremy Borash, same guy mm-hmm. who did the final deletion stuff, uh, uh, produced this. Had a heavy hand of that, yeah, I would suspect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would not surprise me at all if one of the outcomes of this, you know, virus situation, as it pertains to the WWE and productions, is we might see mm-hmm. more of this stuff. Yeah, maybe it's entirely possible. Uh, Mark of Steel says if Shayna had destroyed Becky afterward, it wouldn't have been so bad. That's true. I agree with that too. I agree with that too. True. Yeah. Um, the loss of Zapper. The Fiend lost the title on purpose so that Braun could take it and he can get his revenge on Strowman while getting the title back. He's got the whole world in his hands. There, there's some storyline potentially from Velocizapper. Got the whole world, man. Um, Berg the Great 25. The only way that Becky's storyline can end now is if Ronda takes the belt back from off her. Yeah. Maybe. Valak Music, who do you think had, had more to do with how this match went down? Talking about the... Uh... Boneyard match. 
probably Taker, uh, Borash, and uh, I imagine AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if AJ is the kind of guy who shows up and says, okay, tell me what to do, or if he's a heavy input guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, big baller moves would have been better if Big E was the one who beat Goldberg, seeing as that is his dream match. Yeah, man, we got it would have been longer than two and a quarter minutes. I'll tell you that. Because mm-hmm. Big, big E would have uh, would have lobbied to have like five minutes of just slapping meat. Meat. Did you see the uh, the video the the mm-hmm. dream match thing? Oh, that was funny. Oh, he was not. Happy. That was so funny. He was like, I'm sorry, it wasn't it wasn't my. I, I'm just here for the simulation. Oh, it's not your show. It's not your show. Kofi was giving that dude so much shit from the oh, bump. It was great. Uh, Future uh, Fortune said, "Is it weird that the Boneyard wouldn't have happened if we had a crowd? I mean, that's that's obvious. Yeah, it would have just been a regular mm-hmm. match. But mm-hmm. man, again, sometimes these things work themselves out." Oh, I didn't notice this. MOS Brethren says, "Did you all see how Goldberg was staring at the picture of Big E when he was walking out of the locker room?" No, I didn't notice. But I want that match. Oh hell yeah, man! Uh, Flame Spitter. Uh, uh, Gave us a sub. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. Uh, Hoon texts Steve or John texts Steve. Thank you very much. Uh, we had John Misenberg with some uh, bits. We had Call Me Aurelius with some bits. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Psycho with some bits. Thank you very much. Cody Miles with the sub. Thank you very much. Thank you. JT Daily Update with some bits. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Valak Music with the sub. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. AKA Mello with the sub. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. And I know we probably had a couple more, uh, Nair BK 8302 with the sub. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, black Nate. Thank you for the sub. And let's see here. I think we might have a couple more. I just want to make sure I get these yeah, yeah, yeah. shout totally, outs totally. in because we definitely appreciate the, uh, the support yes. here going in wrong. Marty, the ECW. Or no, Marty the CW. <laughs> I just saw ECW there. <laughs> thank you for the sub. D1393, thank you so much for the sub. Thank you, thank you. Uh, let's see here. D Will, thank you for the sub. It's kind of difficult. It's like scrolling through because we got all these follows here. Pork 8 Run, thank you very much. Uh, EK, uh, JB, thank you very much. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. We got a couple more highlighted messages here. Cool. Uh, Nugly Fugget. Uh, <laughs> who are some other people you like to see face Taker in the Boneyard? Austin. Yeah. What about uh, as, uh, current uh, roster guys? Roman. Give me Roman and Undertaker, man. Bray. Have Bray retire. Oh, that's bench. good. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Dominic Dijakovic. Finn Balor. Hey, how, is there an Arby's near this boneyard? <laughs> Smells like Arby's out here. <laughs> uh, Griffin of Might has an answer. Undertaker versus Sting in a boneyard match. That'd be good. You could do it. They're old. Strength. Doesn't matter. Sting wants to take any bumps. Get some st- get some stunt doubles. Yep. Uh, big baller moves. Uh, Ryan Luckman here. What can I do to get on the Zoom call for tomorrow? Uh, just, I mean, there's it's not 2% botch. All right. <laughs> Uh, salty Mr. Meeks, what will the Funhouse match have to do in order to top the Boneyard match? Uh, just somehow be better. Man. This is good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. That's going to be some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, Die Hard Homer says Dexter Loomis in the Boneyard match. Oh, man. Yeah, he should retire Taker. 
Roy Rogers 92 says Damien Priest's women versus the Druids. <laughs> <laughs> Go get them women that I own. Uh, YouTube, Ian, have you ever heard a wrestler make the noises Seth did after that spot in the announce table? Only Undertaker after he's driven through the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was so good, <laughs> Mr. Man. Dub says, get some stunt doubles, a fake sting, like that would ever happen. <laughs> get an endo, get Jeff Farmer in there. I know. Uh, Valak Music, I think if someone's creative enough to, to top uh, to top this, it's Bray. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, def- mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Yep. Cool. All right, man. Well, that's good. That's it for day one, WrestleMania. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. And we'll be right back at it tomorrow with our live reactions on the YouTube at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and uh, 11 p.m. Uh, British time. So Correct. thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.